Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, and welcome to the Become Fire Podcasts. <laughs> we are in for a treat today. <laughs> I'm just going to let you talk. I'm just going to sit back in. with uh, the Holy Spirit, my friend. Pentecost worked. I believe the Holy Spirit could have given an introduction like that. That was inspired <clears throat> by, by something. So, here we are. Volume 2. Time 2. Yes. Day 2. The continuation. The sequel. Yes. Yes. Part of, 2. Part 2. The epilogue. The epilogue. Yeah. What's the, what's the like, when it's before? The prologue. The pro, that's it. Yeah. yeah. See? That's. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Part two of the life in the spirit. Amen. If you will, the, the more, oh, we shared experiences last time. Mm-hmm. We got personal. Hopefully that touched you. <laughs> now we're going to get a little bit more practical. We're going to go a little bit more into the. You know, the details of how do we actually do this. Mm-hmm. And we left you with something last time. Yeah. So hopefully you... teaser. Hopefully you tried it out. That was the prologue. That was the prologue. Yeah, that was the prologue. Father. Yeah. Brilliant. So I hope that you have your rosaries with you right now. I do. Always wear a couple it. of... I got I to gotta wear one and I carry one, so yeah. I'm ready to go. Amen. You're... you're I broke my rosary <laughs> this week, so... You prayed so hard you broke it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yeah. Father goes through several rosaries a week. It's terrible. <laughs> Prays so hard on it. <laughs> but um, I hope and pray that you are experiencing the, the fruits of Pentecost in your life. I hope and pray that you are um, feeling a deeper connection with the Holy Spirit. And if not, that by no means doesn't mean that it's not there because the Holy Spirit can move and work in ways that sometimes we can't even detect. More than feelings. The Holy Spirit is not feelings. More than a feeling. Yeah. It's Boston. That's right. <laughs> Father Anthony is stunned. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you guys still talking? Yes. <laughs> but whatever, wherever you're at with all of this, um, hopefully we can help you. Hopefully we can help you out. And so um, let's talk a little bit more about a life in the Spirit. Um, I love, uh, and, and I'd like to start here. So hopefully this is, um, going to be helpful for you all. But I, again, I love, um, St. Paul Mm. and his letter to the Romans. Um, so again, if you've not had a chance to read and I would even start, you know, we'll just read the whole letter, but I would even start in, in chapter seven, um, because I really do think that, uh, this transition, you know, in chapter seven of, St. Paul's letter to the Romans that he's speaking about, um, all of the things that he does not want to do that he does anyway, and, and that he, he does not know why he does these things. And, and it's just this human experience that we have. It's, uh, you know, what the church would call concupiscence, uh, that, that woundedness from, from the original sin that we all have within us, that tendency towards sin, but that a life in the spirit, um, and that, beginning in, in Romans chapter eight, a life in the spirit is his answer to this, uh, is Jesus's answer to this. Uh, and in many ways that the Holy Spirit is God's answer uh, to our weakness, to our fallenness and to our neediness. Um, and I love this first verse 
um, that there is therefore now no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, and that, you know, he goes on to say so many things, but I think in he, he kind of just captures the whole thing because it's the condemnation that we carry within our hearts from the sin that without the Lord Jesus would, would lead us hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is removed uh, through the passion and, and suffering and death of our Lord. And then that that is, um, you know, fully dealt with when the Holy Spirit comes down upon us through our baptism, through our confirmation, uh, insofar as the condemnation that was keeping us from relationship with God has been removed. Not that we're perfect, not that we don't have anything to work through, um, but that now we have access through the sacrifice of Christ, through the incarnation, through the Holy Spirit, to the Father. Mm. Uh, that we have a Father in heaven who is now with us um, and, and, and a Savior who is with us in our brokenness, in our sin. And so there's no more condemnation. I am right with God. And because I'm right with God, now I can go forward. Now I can live in this, in this relationship. And now I can, with the Lord, with his grace, grow in sanctity and holiness. Um, so I wonder, fathers, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How does this strike you? Um, what do you think about it? I mean, I think it's, so I think that's, as we're talking about a life in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can then just begin with, so what are the things that keep us from a life in the spirit? Um, yeah. Or maybe even then juxtapose a life in the spirit with a life in the flesh where, where a life in the flesh um, would then just be a life given over to our passions, given over to our desires. And, and, and that leads us into sin. Um, and we all have the experience of, of sinning and, and recognize that we've just fallen short once again. Um, and perhaps we have set some goal for ourselves of how we're going to be a better Christian, how we're going to do this discipline, how we're going to begin this prayer life. And then we fall short. We don't live up to it. And we fall back into the same sin. And that can become um, terribly frustrating, um, terribly defeating. And then that can lead us to to, to condemning ourselves um, and, and, and self-loathing and self-hatred. And, and in recognizing and maybe in some like abstract theological sense of, okay, yeah, God loves me and like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to heaven. But like, you know, I just kind of suck at this. And, uh, and there are other people who are better than this than me. And, and we have all these just condemning voices in our head. And, 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 and St. Mm-hmm. Paul comes to us that, that, that the life in the spirit frees us from all that stuff, uh, that, that we can't do it on our own. We can't do it by our own power, that, that we are freed from it. Um, we're freed from the burden of having to be perfect under the law. We can't do it. We can't live up to the law in our, in our own strength. And even if we did, the law couldn't save us. Even if we observed the law perfectly, like that wouldn't save us. Mm-hmm. That, that we enter into a life in the spirit. The spirit comes and sets us free. And, and, and then that, um, that gives us the power and the strength to do it, to live a moral life, to live a virtuous life, but then also to to live in, in the salvation that has been won for us in Christ. It's just, uh, there's no condemnation. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one of those, like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of hesitating to say anything because it, it just, it's right there. Mm-hmm. 
it's it, it that like I said, we just condemn ourselves mm-hmm. and we allow the condemnation of the world to take over and the shame to take over. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't live in shame anymore. That the life in the spirit isn't a life in which we allow shame to rule our lives. And so oftentimes we take the wounds of the past and we let them rule our lives. We let the, the hurts and the pains and the wrongs that have happened to us take over. And, and we let the spirit of the world start to condemn us. And every time we do something wrong, it stirs up all the wrongs of the past. Yeah. And we don't let the effects of confession take root into our soul. We don't let the effects of the Eucharist take root in our soul. And, and, and we don't trust the Lord. Instead, we live out of the, these these wounds and these mistakes of the past instead of recognition that through the grace of the sacraments, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, we can be freed. We can be set freed from our sins and, and we, we can walk forward a different person. And I think it is important for us as well because we do this to people who come into the church sometimes. Hmm. And, and we, let, we let their past rule them and be like, mm, I don't know if I can trust that person, you know. They, they did this, you know. Hmm. Or not just but in our families. Uh, you yeah. know what? They hurt me five years ago. And, and they've obviously they couldn't have changed. Hmm. It's like, well, I'm a much different person than I was in high school or college <laughs> or even two years ago. Um, yes. that the, praise God, the grace of the Holy Spirit, if we allow that to work, like we're different people. Yeah. And so... Um, we've, we have to be, allow ourselves to be transformed in the Holy Spirit and then allow ourselves to recognize that other people are transformed in the Holy Spirit yeah. um, and not let the condemnation, the shame take over our own lives, but then our views of other people living out of their own wilderness take over our view of them. And I think that um, we can often forget, and I think that this is, again, the wisdom of the church that we celebrate these these feasts and these solemnities throughout the year and the different things that, that our Lord did throughout his life and the, the different um, reminders that we have, but that when we've, we've celebrated Pentecost, that we remember for many of us that we have received the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that we do really have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. But it's so easy throughout the course of the year to then forget that because life is hard. <laughs> life yeah. is just hard. Um, and so how can we, you know, in living a life of the Holy Spirit, um, we've talked a lot about different aspects of that, you know, that, you know, eventually, you know, even something like our confirmation is what equips us to then go out and to, to help uh, bring Jesus to other people and um, that there are fruits of the Holy Spirit that we experience, that there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit can give to us. But I think what, what is so um, important for us, especially today, is, is remembering that truth that the Holy Spirit really is with us every single day. Yeah. And so that is why it's called a life in the Holy Spirit, yeah. like every single day. Um, so how can we become more aware? How can we, you know, in, in the ups and downs of life, how can we stay rooted in the person of the Holy Spirit? Because I think in a very real way, that's kind of the heart again of even saying there's no condemnation mm-hmm. to remember who I am in Christ. How can we do that? Mm-hmm. We start with the sacraments. We, mm. talk, we talked about that, the beauty and the grace of the sacraments. Yeah. It's a great way to, for us to kick off this conversation. Um, that we've been given these, these beautiful, beautiful gifts by the church, by God himself, through the church, um, that allow us to live a life in the spirit. And so going to the Eucharist daily, if possible. Yeah. Um, going to confession regularly, uh, uh, recommend at least monthly. Um, you know, that living, obviously getting baptized, getting confirmed. Um, living out your marriage, recognize that there's grace in sacramental marriage. If you're not sacramentally married, yeah. you need to get sacramentally married. Yeah. Um, and get your marriage, marriage recognized by the church. Um, if you have a vocation, discern that vocation. 
um, to the priesthood of religious life. That there's these, these calls, these beautiful graces that we give from the sacrament that are going to strengthen us, empower us to live a life in the spirit. And without the, the grace of the sacraments, it becomes very, very difficult. Yeah. You know, take all take all the cheat codes you can get <laughs> to win the game. You know, these are these yes. are the grace yeah. fill, I mean, those are instituted by Christ as a means of grace for our life. And we've got to open ourselves up to the gifts uh, that these sacraments pour out upon us. The uh, I think the, the sacraments, I think, are, are like for a life in the spirit, are so important um, because they're the they're the normative means in which Christ communicates His life and His Spirit to us. And so we do we fall all the time. We get it wrong. We fall short. We sin. We fall back into it. Um, and and in particular, that if you're not going to confession. Um, then, then the channels the, the, of grace are really clogged up, are really backed up. And, and you're not getting all of that life, all of that power, all of that goodness, all of that love. And so um, if you haven't been to confession in a while, uh, go. Um, if you haven't been in a couple months, go. Um, and, and to make a regular confession a part of it, that is going to then be the, one of the, the most helpful things you can do to stop sinning um, is to confess it and ask for that grace of the sacrament to touch that sin and to heal it again and again and again and again. Um, and then just the, the, the channels of grace pouring into your heart and your soul are going to be wide open. They're not going to be clogged. They're not going to be back up. All of that can be poured into you. All there's nothing going to be impeding the Holy Spirit coming into your life, um, and and you'll be able to live that life in the Spirit. So I think, um, just that sacrament of confession, I think, is is so important uh, for a life in the Spirit because we sin, <laughs> we sin all the time, um, and there is no condemnation. There's no condemnation in the sacrament. Um, you go and you are forgiven every single time. The Lord loves you every single time. There is mercy for you every single time. And the Holy Spirit can then move in you powerfully every single time. So I think if we want to experience that life in the Spirit, and in this first line from Romans 8, there's no Christ, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, then then go to that sacrament again and again and again. I have another, um, another theme that St. Paul will hit on, and I think that this is also really important for staying rooted in the Holy Spirit, um, is that theme of hope. Mm. Um, and, and in particular, you know, what, what hope is and what hope does for us is that it reminds us that this is not our, our final resting place mm -hmm. if we are in Christ, that, that the Lord has prepared for us a heavenly home. Mm -hmm. um, and that w when we can keep that kind of in the fore, when we can keep that before us, it is easier for us than to go through this life because we remember that in the Holy Spirit, we have this promise of being with the Lord in glory. Um, but connecting that back to the sacraments, I think that, you know, the Eucharist, yeah. the Holy Mass, um, in a very real way, um, should be that reminder for us. Mm -hmm. uh, because what is the Mass? But it's it's really, it's, it's, it's access into the heavenly places. Yeah. Um, that heaven opens up, that, that Christ comes to us again. Um, that the, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is present to us on the altar. Uh, and so how can we, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, living a life of the Holy Spirit, 
um, now that we have celebrated Pentecost, how can we enter more deeply into the gift of the Mass? How can we, you know, really glean, if you will, you know, to, to receive those graces so that we can be strengthened to continue to live this life in the Holy Spirit, you know, taking that those graces the Lord offers us in the Blessed Sacrament? What is a way that we can, you know, maybe go to Mass better? Mm-hmm. I think we read the readings before you go. Mm. Um, just daily reading your Bible, probably a good way. It's talking about living a life in the Spirit. Yeah. You're reading your scriptures, getting into your Bible, um, letting the Word come alive within you. But then reading the scriptures before you go and know what's coming. So, because sometimes you get distracted. It happens to all of us, you know, there's, you know, uh, some guy farts in the pew next to you, you know, and you're, it smells bad during the reading and you uh, you can't, like, you're just distracted and you're like, oh my God, I missed half of it. What was going on? You definitely need the hope of glory in that moment. <laughs> yes. One day every every scent will be wiped away. Yes. Um, but uh, but you get distracted. And so to have read the readings before mm-hmm. and even the missile distractions and then even having a missile with you right there. So a lot of churches have today's missiles, but having, having a missile itself or having a Magnificat, whatever it might be, that you can read along with the readings and stay with your kids and read along with the readings. Mm-hmm. So you're following along as they're going just to help yourself focus into what's going on in the mass and not just for the scripture readings. Like don't look at the readings and then put the thing away. Like yeah. follow along with the Eucharistic prayer if, if you need to. Follow along with what the priest is saying during the offertory. Mm-hmm. Um, follow along with what's happening in the mass in general. Obviously continue to make it prayerful, but, but see what's happening. Pay attention um, and uh, to the in the mass itself. I don't want to over-idealize, um, you know, especially if you have little ones and kids. Uh, I can imagine just getting to church takes a heroic effort and virtue and wrangling all of them up, getting them into their car seats, trying to get them to stop crying as you're driving there, dragging them out of the van, you know, trying to find a pew. And, and so... There can be a way in which just that immediate preparation for mass can just be really hijacked by circumstance, especially if you are, if that's your season in, in life um, where you're taking care of kids, um, where, where you know, that's, that's going to make it hard for preparation. And then, but um, I would say for, for, for that situation, um, just to, to kind of just to, to surrender for the, what that is, to, to, to do the best that you can. And just that the mass is an offering um, and that we unite ourselves to that offering. And so however simple or humble that offering is, and if your offering is just haggard, tired, distracted, frustrated, and annoyed by all of those circumstances, just say like, okay, Lord, like I'm here. I showed up. That's the best I could do. And little Johnny is driving me crazy and little Susie's crying and, and just, okay, here I am. Here's all of it. Just just take it all, Lord, um, and just redeem it and sanctify it. Um, so just to, to, to kind of give yourself maybe a little bit of a break, and this is how you're going to pray in this season of your life is it's going to look really, really different. Um, and then just trust that the Lord receives all of that, receives you. And in receiving you, 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 you touch him, and he touches you, and his spirit's being poured into all of that. Um, now, if you're in a different season of your life, you're not married or you don't have kids or you are married and, and your kids have moved out, I would say that that immediate preparation is really, really important, um, that that we prepare ourselves for almost everything that we do. We prepare ourselves for work. We prepare ourselves for bed. Um, and, and just an athletic analogy is one that's near and dear to my heart, that if you just jumped into the game, 
uh, into a basketball game cold, um, it would be terrible. And it might not be to like the third or fourth quarter when you're actually like warmed up and actually like ready to play. And by that time, the game's over. But any athlete gets to the gym early, stretches, does his routine, does his drills to, to prepare himself for that. So um, get to mass 10, 15 minutes early and just begin to calm and quiet yourself and to pray um, and just give yourself that time to prepare for the event um, so that you can pray the mass. And then afterwards, do some post-op. Um, stay with our Eucharistic Lord who's with you, um, body, blood, soul, and present in your body at this moment and just and just be with him and just thank him and, and, and give give whatever you have to him in, in that time. And so just if you can, if that's your season in life, to give yourself some time on the, the front end and also on the back end to just prepare yourself to, re- to receive it and then to really just sit in what you've just received. I love, you know, every time you walk into Mass, kind of like a it's almost like a little mini reminder of the sacraments of initiation hmm. because like as you walk in and you bless yourself with the holy water yeah. and then you go to mass and you receive the eucharist and then you receive that you know almost like commissioning from the priest yeah you know to go forth um and it's i think it's really easy for us to go to mass and to go forth and then just be like to go forth to like bacon and waffles <laughs> you know like yeah. instead of like to go forth in a life in the Holy Spirit, yeah, to go yeah. forth, to embrace the call, um, to, to um, so to speak, like allow those graces to, to be what define mm-hmm. the way that you use that day, especially if it's a Sabbath day, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's a day of rest. Um, I find it um, very difficult in the world today, uh, and, I, and I could imagine, um, you know, I'm only being a brother for almost five years now, but even when I was in ministry and I was, you know, more, more serious about my faith life, sometimes it was so easy to go to mass and then to go back and just to kind of do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, for a life in the spirit, we have to be as much as we possibly can, you know, asking the Lord's grace for this. We have to be, um, we have to be open to the grace of the moment Mm -hmm. in every moment. And so like whatever you're doing after mass, wherever you're going, whatever it is you have to do. And that's not to say that like, again, if you have a family and you have six kids and they just need to get the heck out of there because you got to change four diapers, Mm -hmm. like that is the grace of the moment. Like that's your vocation and call. Mm -hmm. And so it's not so much like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, do this thing, but it's like, okay, I have the grace of the Eucharist within me now. I'm going to use that grace to be faithful to my call and I'm going to do it for God. And like that, that's a life in the spirit. So I like how you're just like making it practical. Yeah. Um, If you have four kids with diapers all at the same time, (laughs) you're holy. (laughs) You probably got got two sets of twins. You probably got twins. (laughs) And you are, yeah. You graces are abounding in your life. Or fruitful and multiplying. One of your kids is wearing a diaper for too long, (laughs) or maybe two. Some of mine do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Thank you, Lord. Yes, amen. Um, I think it is important, though, not to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Father? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Um, that it's really simple. Like, th- love God above all else. Love your neighbors yourself. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest commandment, you know, and the one after it. Uh, this is it, love God and do as you please, mm-hmm. um, as we hear from the saints. Yeah. Like, there's this this beautiful aspect in which we have to be childlike. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. And if you're going forth and saying, 
Am, is this choice, and what am I doing? Am I making the choice to love God above all else and love my neighbor as myself? And, and I'm, am I doing my best to follow the Holy Spirit? And and we have to, if we if we can truly say that at the end of the day and whatever we're doing, then then great. Um, if we're ignoring that question, we have a problem. Or if we're like, I ah, know I'm not really, we have a problem. But in general, like it's it's real simple in the fact of God desires relationship, and and our call is to be in relationship. And so. Um, to make that decision each and every day of like, yes, I'm going to be in relationship with God. I'm going to make the decision that says yes to relationship with him and, and let everything else flow from that. Yeah, no, I think like um, just not, just like keeping it simple, not overcomplicating and just and just recognizing just what is your situation and what is your state in life uh, and that and that trust that God has called you to that. Um, and then just to, to find God in the midst of that. Um, and then whatever it is, whether it is family life, whether it's retired life, whether it's just uh, you're in school, that that what is then going to be the, the thing that organizes your life? Um, uh, the, the organizing principle of your life. And so um, is it going to be God or is it going to be career? Is it going to be um, the, these other things? And, and if God is going to be the thing that organizes your life, then that's what you're going to organize your family around. Um, and and the, you'll live a life in the spirit that way. Um, if God is going to be the thing that organizes your life, then then you'll live retirement that way. Um, and you'll live a life in the spirit in, in your retirement. Um, if God is going to be the thing that organizes your life in school, then you will live a life in the spirit in school through your studies, through through all of that. But but what is what is what is the goal and what is the thing that is most important for you? And just keeping that in mind, um, and and then that's that's the thing that you base your decisions off of. Then and that will lead you to live a life in the spirit. I like. Um so if I could just go off of, you know, basing your decisions off of what you're saying, um, you know, again, St. Paul talks about a spirit of slavery or a spirit of sonship mm-hmm. uh, and that it's through the Holy Spirit, uh, living a life in the Holy Spirit, you know, that we cry out Abba Father, that the Holy Spirit within us cries out Abba Father. And he says something very similar in Galatians chapter four, but so much, you know, the life of the mind um, it has to be purified. Um, and so making those decisions, having that discernment, how can we, you know, maybe help those who are listening here? I think part of a life in the spirit is, is being able to discern the voice of God, right? Being able to listen to and discern the voice of God. But oftentimes that slave kind of mentality or that kind of the old me, you know, type of thinking can really get in the way of that. And so how can we kind of, you know, discern or maybe even pick out like the voice of the enemy or, or my voice and the Holy Spirit's voice so that we can kind of tune into a little bit more uh, the voice of God, the, the the Holy Spirit speaking to us and leading us. Well, I'm going to recommend a podcast I was a part of recently about oh. the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, we discern through the fruits. Yeah. Peace, peace, mm-hmm. peace, peace, peace. That God brings peace. He brings love. He brings joy. Um, patience, kindness, gentleness, uh, he, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are manifest. And so, uh, we, again, uh, I think we have to recognize why, for one thing, why, that's just the overarching theme, follow the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but just on the practical, what's leading me to make this decision? 
Because oftentimes we need to know our motivation. Because oftentimes when we look down at it, actually the reason I'm making decisions is because mom wants me to make the decision, mm-hmm. right? Or, or dad wants me. Or I'm making this decision because um, it's going to be the thing that makes me the most money or makes me most popular. But we tell ourselves this is what God wants, right? In reality, it's what other people want or it's what we want, what our flesh wants. Um, and what the world wants instead of it being what God wants. And so we, but when we get to the motivation, we can clearly see, and sometimes it's like, okay, this is what God wants, but it's, uh, this is what my mom wants, but also what God wants. It's the right thing to do. Um, but if we know the motivation, we can actually purify and be like, okay, wait, this is what's actually motivating me right now instead of a pure motive. And, and, and then we can really discern from there and say, okay, well, I'm recognizing that I'm doing this partly because, um, it, it's, it, uh, I really just want more money because I'm, my job's not paying enough and da, 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 da. And so I'm going to, I'm going to change jobs. You know, let me get that out of the way and be honest with myself. And then from there say, okay, God, are you, are you calling me to this? Mm-hmm. I've seen my motivation. I've seen why I want to do this. Is this all, is this what you want? And then trust him from there. So I think what's going to help a lot is recognizing what's the motivation. What's actually, is there any motivation that's going there that's not of God and pointing to it and saying, okay. And that doesn't mean it's not of God, that the whole, that the, the decision is not of God, but it does mean, okay, there are other motivations here that I need to look at and recognize because those motivations sometimes are actually just the slave mentality coming out. And I say, wait, 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 I'm not actually being motivated by God. I'm being motivated by my slave mentality, my, my false self, my other self, my old self that wants me to make this decision. And I just feel like this obliged to say yes to it instead of living a new life in the spirit. Discernment, it's... Uh and we could do a whole podcast on, on discernment. Yeah. Um, but I think just you're talking about kind of just picking through the voices, you know, is this God's voice? Is this my voice? Is this the enemy's voice? You know, who's, who's speaking here? Um, and, and so you have to give yourself a, just the time to like ask those questions and, and just begin to relate all of those things to God as you're beginning a decision to just enter into that relationship with God and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm having this thought, um, I'm having this desire, I'm having this emotion, um, and I just give it to you, and 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 God, and then you'll be able to just begin to to sift through all of those things as you begin to relate your heart to God. Okay, I'm um, I'm feeling this way, and 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 you'll be able to recognize. Well, that doesn't that doesn't seem like that feeling would come from God. You know what I mean? Or this, I'm having this thought. You're like, well, that's like that's making me. This thought is making me afraid. Um, and it's not, it's a fear that's making me anxious. Uh, so those okay, well, 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 God doesn't make me anxious. God doesn't make me afraid. You know, I might have, um, so we can say, okay, well, then that thought is not from God. And I can, I can just reject that one. Um, and so just begin to, to begin to lay them out, bring all of those thoughts, feelings, desires into the light. Um, and then once they're in the light, you and the Lord can begin to, to see and discern where they're coming from, whether from him, yourself, or for the devil. But what, you have to bring him to the light first. Yeah. And that there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. Amen. So if it's condemning thoughts, got to be careful Get about out that. Of here. Yeah. That is not the Lord. Be gone. Amen. Well, praise be Jesus. Amen. We now did. forever. May the, uh, may the Holy Spirit be with each of us. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, uh, well... You know, we don't have a whole lot of time for a question, but Father, if you... <laughs> My goodness gracious. I'm scared. Uh, me too. <laughs> if you were... <laughs> if looks could kill. I can't even... If you were any fruit 
what fruit would you be? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Any fruit of the spirit, like like any fruit no, of the spirit. He just said fruit. He did not say fruit <laughs> of the spirit. He just plain out asked me if I was, was a fruit. Veggie tails or something. Yeah, I think. Oh, which veggie tail would I be? Oh my gosh! Yes, um, what veggie tail would you be, Father? <laughs> uh, Larry, probably. Larry the cucumber. I don't know yeah. veggie tails, so I can't answer this. You'd be Bob. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't raised on. Veggie so tails. I think you know who's the asparagus. He'd be the asparagus. Um, <laughs> If I was a fruit, um, um, I would be um, a banana mm. because it's got, you know, an outer peel. Which you kind of have to unpeel and then a delicious fruit inside. And yeah. it's really good with peanut butter. <laughs> you're like part of a community. You're like a bunch. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, once you're separated from the bunch, you just go bad real quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're definitely a banana. I could be making a bit, but even when I'm bad, I can still be making a banana bread. Yeah, that's delicious. True. So even the bad part of me can become good. That's right. Yeah, with with sugar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is we've reached this, new new heights with this question. Or those, <laughs> or those. Um, I'll say a kiwi because I'm a little furry on the outside, but I'm nice and sweet on the inside. Nice. <laughs> Very good. We've this we've hit lows. We've hit bad, bad lows. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely Listen, something. The n- answer can only be as good as the question. Green so. and nasty yeah. inside of you. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, what about boy. you, brother? You gotta, you gotta, I you gotta declare no what fruit. Idea. You have no. If you're gonna make us declare, I, I would be we- a coconut. Mm. Yeah, yes, you are definitely that. <laughs> Don't think that's a fruit, but yes. Okay. It's not. It grows on a tree. Okay. What is it? A vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a starch. It probably a is a fruit. My brother is a fruit. I just never put it in the fruit category. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I'll look it up later. Oh, okay. on that note, yeah, we're done. <laughs> somebody, please pray for us. Yes, <laughs> and if you would please pray for us, yeah, please. As you can see, we need these prayers yeah. very much. And pray, and pray for our community. Obviously, very exciting times. We've just yeah. had uh, so ordination, a couple of professions. So please keep the, the, the Father John of the Cross in your prayers, and Brother Elijah, Brother Lawrence, Brother Basil, Brother Elijah, Brother Lawrence, taking, who have taken their final vows, and Brother Basil taking their first vows. Please keep all of them in your prayers this upcoming year, and all the men in discernment with our community. And may the Holy Spirit help us all to lead a life. In the spirit um, to not live out of condemnation to live out of the shame and the guilt um, and the condemnation of this world uh, in which the world and flesh the devil seek to draw us away from that mentality but allow us to be transformed by the renewal of our mind allowing our minds to be enlightened by the gift and power of the holy spirit and may almighty god bless all of you as i bless you in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen. amen thank you for listening to this episode of the become fire podcast the franciscan friars of the holy spirit can be found online at www dot become fire dot faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h the franciscan friars of the holy spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization if you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give that's become fire dot faith slash give may the lord give you his peace we'll see you next time